Alrighty, so we're good? Yes, we're good. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You okay? George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 92 of Getting Tabled with your host, the 40-year-old Bruce. Hello, folks. I'm back. Uh, no more hangover. Want to hope not. It's been too. Still can't walk properly, but that's another story we'll get into later. Um, and we have George. How are you, George? I'm doing good. I would have been highly impressed if you had a two-week hangover. I would have. <laughs> that, that, that's worthy of the 40th right there. Uh, we we do not have a major socks tonight. Uh, apparently, no. there's like major family s- vacationing, something like that. What major socks is family? just a giant disappointment to everybody. It's okay. We so um, but yeah. So I don't think we have any uh prerequisite stuff. So straight on into the news. Pretty much newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we're starting off with what is probably the most surprising role-playing game I've ever seen. Are we sorry? No, sorry. It's not a role-playing game. It's a curricular medieval reenactment program. So I love the fact that they've done. Oh yeah, everything about this campaign is lent very, very heavily into the Monty Python esque nature of it. Uh, for those that are not aware, this is one of the two sources for where my nickname comes from because we have two Jason. One of us, we needed to separate us somehow. So I was the Bruce because I'm from Australia. So Monty Python's Curricular Medieval Reenactment Program. And I love the fact that they've written role-playing game and then crossed it out and said, no, it isn't underneath. Everything about the way they're doing this really feels Monty Python. They've really lent hard, which is good. Um, There's multiple different options for backing this. Why are we starting with a Kickstarter rather than leaving it to the end? Because it's Monty Python. It deserves to be at the front. Bruce, it's Monty. That's what I said. Yeah, but you didn't watch me say it, so. You, you didn't see me mouth an explicit. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a madcap backgammon-based minigame called Facial Lavash. Facial Lavash, which I just love. I also love that I can actually finally know how you're supposed to write that. So my, my, my curiosity here is, is did the surviving members of Monty Python, did they sit down with these guys and be like, no, 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 you got to do this. Or... Well, that's brilliant. You should, but you should do this too. Like, did, were, were they contributors? I would, I would hope so because you got John Cleese around. Like, pick his brain while it's still there to be picked. Uh, I don't know how much he'd be able to help from a gaming point of view. I, I, I'm genuinely saying I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I know that up until maybe 15 years ago, uh, wife night, uh, it is Hanside now. But at the time when our old um, theater company approached about doing the um, Faulty Tower play, it was actually his wife approached, like Lich's wife. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, as for everything else, um, just Monty Python in nature is something that can be very, very, very silly. But at the same time, Monty Python in nature will also tell itself off being very, very silly. And they've actually worked this into the mechanics as well. Uh, if you get about a third of the way down the page, you'll see a list of dice of a serious and silly scale, where basically depending on how serious the game is at the time depends on dice you're actually using. Uh, So in this particular case, there's a D4, D6, D8, D10, 12, D14, D16, D820. Three of those I'd never seen until now. I knew they existed, I'd just never seen. There's also a D30. 
Yeah, I was going to say, there's also a D30 later on as well. Um, Like I said, everything about very... We've got the Black Beast of Arg, Dragon of Agnor. There's our D30. I'm sorry, the DM screen is absolutely amazing. Head of White Entertainment screen. Oh, yes, that's right. Yep, yep. Um, Okay, editions. There's a sensible middle middle class edition. Because it's Monty Python, you must must take the Mickey out of the class of law. There's well, a pup- you missed the bloody peasant edition. Did I? Oh no, I'm going through on the actual page. Sorry, never mind. Yes, there is a bloody peasant edition, which is your. Um, there's also a public school edition, exclusive starter, uh, a fake leather cover, basically. Essentially the same issue. Like I said, there's Fesha Lavash, the little mini game that they have done as well. Uh, it's literally backgammon, uh, but they are actually kind of making a couple of with this. We've got our custom die sets, light the head of light entertainment screen that george already mentioned merit and demerit token is one i'm on i am backing i think i've so, i so love the that there's an in my day bundle. bundle what was that sorry so, so you're on the sensible middle class bundle because then there's i'm not logged in so i don't oh then there's the less sensible middle class bundle yeah which, which is everything I, but I, I, with the old I, I i love the top tier the one upper class twit bundle yeah which you know that's that's the all in so pretty much the only one above that is the um the shop owner. And then we get into the very Monty Python-esque list of stretch goals, which is all pipes and silly hands. It's all very, very... So basically, the way that this is supposed to work is if the DM is actually part of the game in a very way, uh, where if things seem to be going too silly, the DM can force the players to be less serious, and the DM can actually indicate on their dm screen how serious or silly he's expecting the party to be at a time so it's kind of something move around and engage group uh for your own entertainment as well as their own um because you can force them to um you can force them to dance like your little force them to dance like the monkeys that they are the players um i love the fact that there's a dice catapult that's possibly my favorite stupid thing i've ever um it's just really dumb but i i have all the time in the world for it as for the original team I'll, i i don't know if there's been any work from them on this i would be surprised if they was um they don't much in the way of gaming background that i know of there have to have been some some talk about how they would uh but this is something i have all of the time in the world for for a number of monty python is even though it comes before us it's still some very much of our generation because our generation picked this up from our parents my my parents yeah so i i would say it's 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 like a a rocky horror picture show esque. Mm -hmm. like it really wasn't like our generation it became cult classic for our generation yeah the movies so, help the movies yeah help. for sure yeah the tv show is just you want to talk about weird and really bizarre and off the wall holy cow well we're still seeing comedy ripping it off today quite literally well yeah no like, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna disagree with that i'm just saying like the level of absurdity even for back then yep. was absurd i would go as far as to say that every comedy that it ever since owes its money to Monty Python because they pretty much laid the path. Now, but it's not to say, because somebody's going to be in the comments arguing this, Monty Python took from other people as well, uh, largely a radio player. I'm not I, saying I, that they are the key, that, that they are the gods of comedy. They are. No. I'm it's... not going to disagree with you, I'll, but I'll, I'll dial it back. I'll say at least 75 of all com is directly related, re- responsible because of, of uh, what Monty Python has done. Uh, the other thing I'm going to point out here that I think is really cool so the game is fully unlocked at $1 million. Yep. 
They have one point five million. They were looking for two hundred thousand. There's nineteen days. Yeah, there's this is this was funded in under an hour. Uh, Exalted Funeral are a company that's been around for a little while. I'm not overly familiar with a lot of their work, uh, but they have been around for a while. You can go in and have a look at some of the stuff that they've done previously. Uh, they were responsible for the old Essentials RPG box in stores occasionally. Now, um, that's probably the only thing on that list that I actually know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going it's a lot through of very you'll, indie you'll, stuff. You'll need to go through and look at this. Right, so the unlock tree, right? So you got two hundred thousand, three dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred seventy-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven dollars. Right? Oh, I didn't even really look at that. That's amazing. Three hundred thousand. So random. S- scroll down. Scroll down. You'll know which one I'm talking about when I say scroll down. <laughs> six hundred and sixty-six thousand six hundred six dollars or pounds. Oh, that's a so um, and then everything after that is just on pace. So yeah, um, yeah. So there we go. That's that. Uh, like I said, I. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I kind of am surprised that nobody's done it before. I mean, there's been Monty Python games. It's been more video. And not it's been... Um, but even yeah. that, the, there's not really been a lot of it. Been a lot of DVD. Moving on. TT Combat uh, have been hinting at their paint quite a while. Uh, we have had rumors of this coming for quite a while. It has hit Kickstarter. It funded in under 24 hours, which I think is a record for TT Combat. Uh, I don't know as far as numbers is, but I don't think they've had something this... Um, So, this is a full paint line. This is a standard paint line. It's not specifically designed for airbrush, specifically designed as a contrast. It's a traditional paint spec. Um, This has been displayed on their Twitch channel for at least the last few months. And leading up to that, they were kind of going through other paint brands and using them and kind of talking about what they do like and what they don't like so that they could incorporate mm-hmm. that into their own um, into their own actual line. Uh, we've got a full list here of the paints that are being used. Uh, and the big thing, of course, and we actually mentioned this a few episodes now, is that there are actually a th- few things here that take name from the drop unit, uh, which um, Dave found, um, Kefri, uh, Shaltari Orange, probably. There uh, is I'm more sure. in that struggle. Oh, um, PHR bone. But yeah, so I, I, th- this is something that's very, very interesting. There is actually a wash line as well, and I like the fact that they've they displayed the washes by doing essentially what, let's be fair, you probably shouldn't use them. Yeah. But it does actually show what they're capable of extremely well, and it shows that gonna, they are actually just as washes. I was going to say, the, the bottom left one and then the second from the right on the bottom, I mean, those are, you know, that's Agrax and um Nolan, like, straight yep. up, as far as colors. So, um, the, the, the other thing, too, that, you know, um, and another game company does with their paint line um, that TT Combat is not doing, everything is in a dropper. Yes, yeah. That means you can screw the lid on and your paint won't dry. Yeah. It's a much better way of... Um, yeah, I can't I can't agree with you enough on that. Uh, they have actually been... Um, up until this point, they have actually been working with a few peeps from... Um, so there's company that have... Or work with the company closely that have... Um, pledge levels, like there are some pretty standard ones. There's like just getting two paints for five pounds, which is real actually. Um, especially if you don't want drain. Uh, you've got your fairly standard data set for 30 pounds, which again is fairly decent value. The full 60 core is 110 pounds which is actually like it's actually pretty good value really yeah uh it's going to be 180 pounds at retail um generally speaking i'm the sort of person that tends to suggest that people are better to buy the paint rather by a line uh but not everybody feels that way and i'm not saying this in argument against tt combat talking about yeah because 
the problem with buying a full line of paints is there'll be a whole heap mm -hmm. um, it's fairly it's just the way going um, and otherwise like we just start going through here uh, there's painting guides that have been unlocked um, still got a lot more to go so going a little further on down um, some of the add-ons uh, yep. 30 pound brush set which is actually really good yeah uh, especially if you know it's the brushes you yes. know, it looks like you got small medium and large dry brushing you know some shade brushes detail brushes um, going on down they have matte varnish um, I've never met Matt um, <laughs> but you know for, for 250 you know he seems like a pretty decent guy um, then you got a thinning medium and then gloss varnish. Yep. So, uh, again, that's, that's a great addition to a paint line right off the bat because, you know, a majority of these paints, you know, the user wants them to have them matte, be flat. And that's what I like about scale 75. I have not seen a matter paint line than scale 75. Yeah. But some of those details, you want a little bit of a, a pop to it, you know, a little bit of a shine, you know, for some reason or another. And so I think it's great that they're doing that. And of course, obviously a thinning medium. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I mean, and then, oh, because they make their own MDF terrain, hey, for 15 pounds, you can get a paint rack to hold all your paints you're going to get from them. Yep, quite literally. And it's, yeah, it's literally, because it's that and the washes, it's literally going to fit every, it's almost like it was designed for it. What? Um, oh, and then you could buy 40 mil, or sorry, 40 clear dropper bottle. Yep. I've actually been tempted to grab some of these dropper because you can actually get these dropper bottles for a larger price at the TT Combat. Uh, you can also buy the larger airbrush. Which anybody that's done airbrushing knows that the little bottles is not the way that you buy those. You buy them in the big, the way that you do it. They're actually providing currency conversion as well, which is really helpful, especially with the way that the pound is right now. A uh, little bit more feedback. Um, they're doing flat rate shipping, which is good. Uh, I suspect that what's going to happen, flat rate yep. shipping is what... Um, and then otherwise... Especially if you get their 100 uh, pound mark, so... Yeah. And then otherwise, we go into the painting examples and these are mag my favorite um but all of them really pretty so the thing i'm i'm actually kind of shocked about here is they weren't afraid to use that other company's you know miniatures that everyone is way more familiar with as you know like this is what our paint looks like well the fact is is that that's what 90 85 to 90 percent of what the industry is caring as much as we may not like it and we want the smaller guys to get bigger. Yeah. Games, no, Games Workshop have literally an eighty-five to ninety percent mark. I do yeah. mean literally. No, we do get uh, we do get an infinity. Um, yeah, dude. That uh, might... looks like some uh, some of the TT Combat stuff. We got Steve. Yeah, so Steve was actually shown off on a recent um, on a recent post from the community tab. Um, as was the cow. Uh, Steve is. I think my favorite mini on Rumble Slam that I've seen for a while. I don't even really know why. He's just, I think we all need to own Steve. Everybody so, needs to have him. Yeah, and then they get to a U UCM behemoth, which I love that color for that same, behemoth. Same, And a little sneaky drop of some resin scenery that we don't know about. This is not the only time this week that they've sneakily snuck <laughs> that in because they, actually, they also snuck that into a drop zone commander. Uh, and then a few more. A few more people are talking about it. Like, obviously, these are people that they've worked. But they're doing some really nice work. But before I move on, I actually want to touch on a conversation. And George has happened tonight. In the Carnivale Miniatures group, uh, one of the fans actually asked why TC Combat decided. Uh, and there's, like, a, a few jokey answers, like, uh, like because they need more money and... Um, why does TT Combat make little wooden houses and little resin dudes? Uh, like, just make... But Lewis... Sorry, not Lewis. Louis actually surprised gives a serious answer as well as a joking answer hang on where's his joking we noticed that no one else was doing blue so we pounced on the gap in the mark <laughs> but i really i really liked louis serious answer so i'm just going to read this out we have a retail store with plans to roll out more 
and it's best to sell our own paints in. When people ask how to paint our vast range of models, it would be nice to rec own company to do so. When we go to shows and bring people into our games, it's nice to be able to point to our own set of paints and get models looking like the demo ones that they just tried. When our in-house painters prepare new models for release, it's nice to have them paint with our own brand. We notice pros and cons in all other brands, qualities, available pricing, etc. And we've tried to avoid what we don't like in our ranges and instead bring all of the good things under one. So, I mean, it's, that's a pretty serious business answer, but it's also, you know, it's actually the right answer. Um, well, yeah. Well, as much as I mean, some people may look at it and go, well, uh, it's a very obvious answer. To, but I, I don't actually think this question being asked is as silly as a lot of people count because... Well, it's... And, 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 here, and here's my reasoning behind it too as part of that serious answer, right? So Games Workshop, right? Yep. How they tell you to how do you how do they tell you to paint this paint scheme with whatever Citadel paint they actually used? Yeah, the whole way Private... that, the whole way Private... that they do business to stop you from privateer press yep warm they have their own paint i'm sure if you look hard enough there's some other game company out there that probably has their own paint line or an exclusive deal with a paint a lot of them do it yeah and so yeah the army painter that's yeah zombie side zombie side had like an actual specific kit there there you go there's the example. Um, so for TT Combat to, you know, Drop Zone, Drop Fleet, Carnivale, um, yeah. Rumble Slam. Um, what's the other one I'm missing? Drop Fleet, Drop Zone. Carnivale, Rumble Slam. Is there a fifth game? Um, there's actually another three, but they're not really active. Okay. There's Home Raiders, but, but you can't actually buy Home Raiders at the moment. Uh, but so, I mean, th- th- there's, a, there's at least, what, four games? Yeah. For sure, where it's like, here's how you paint these minis with this paint that yep. we sell, which is a very good way because yeah. so it I'm... literally at this particular point in time, yeah, if TT Combat paints something up, they automatically have to recommend model uh, another or, company's paints, uh, which is yep. defeating the purpose. Um, now, is there room in the industry for another paint line? I think there is, but I don't think anybody else could really do it at this. Like we are at a point of saturation. Well, um, let's see. So we're gonna we're gonna name the big ones, right? So we got Games Workshop, obviously. Yeah. We've got Army Painter. Yeah. We've got um, Scale seventy five, Vallejo, uh, Green Stuff World um, has gotten huge. Yeah, they've got uh, a fairly limited range, but yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Duncan has his now. Duncan has his now. Retail. TT Combat now. Um, I mean, we're up to what seven AK already? Interactive. AK Interactive. There's a lot um, of companies out there, right? And some of them are. Very big. Well, do I have anything else? I don't... Private no. Press, right? You well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot P3. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to look at at least almost a good solid 10 different paint manufacturers. Here, let me open up Paint, that wonderful app that I found all those uh, years ago. The one that people because, still ask us about. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Because they have all sorts of different um, brands. Yep. Uh, manufacturers. So, we got Citadel, Vallejo, Reaper, Ammo, AK Interactive, Army Painter, P3, Tamiya, Scale 75, yeah. Green Stuff World, uh, one I can't pronounce, Arrow Color, All Clad 2, uh, another one I can't pronounce, Apple Bear. Never yep. even heard but- of that. But, Apple Barrel yeah. is a craft love, uh, sort of. Uh, Coat to Arms. That was a, that's another kind of biggish one that yep. has been around for a while. Uh, Forge World apparently does have its own separate paints from the uh, the the Games Workshop Citadel line. So I, I think so, I would I would think I would say that it's it's fairly safe to say the move, but I think this is one that's going to pay because yeah, the fact that it funded as fast proves that there's people at and proves yeah, that for sure. Room. Yeah, um, as opposed to I would probably argue that Duncan's. I mean, it, it got funded as well, but part of that following. Yeah. Um, people, they, people, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying that in a negative sense. I'm not saying that the product isn't good. Used it. I'm just saying. I think this 
funding as quickly as it did speaks more for the product than for Heinz saying this in a negative, just saying, yeah. I think this proves. I don't... Well, um, and you could argue, what is Duncan known for? Paint. Yes. What is TT Combat known for? Having games, and now they have a paint line for their games. Yeah. Uh, two different that's, things. I, so. That's why I'm saying that I feel that there's more yeah. risk behind. Uh, both well, it, both it, of which, this isn't the test, though. The test is what happens yeah. once the product. Yeah, for sure. So Speaking of which, um, that will be in May next year. So it's actually not that far off. You're only yeah, looking at six months. Yeah, that's pretty close. Um, Next on the list. Yes. Uh, is it another Kickstarter? We're going to have a lot of Kickstarter. We should just call this uh, the Night of the Kickstarters or something. Cause, uh, no, I just put I threw a- I just started with all of these at the front because why? The- oh, well, I threw another Kickstarter on there that oh, I've already you? talked with you about. So, yeah. Okay. Because I want to talk that. about it. Oh, I know the one you're t- talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Warcraft Adventures. This is the beginning of, uh, sorry, Corvus Belly. Corvus so this Belly, is, yeah. Yeah. So, this is their fantasy game. This particular one, the Dungeon Crawler, uh, it's almost finished. Uh, it's actually getting very, very close now. It does have an app integrated into it. Um, play. I know it likes them, but part of it. This looks really really pretty anybody that's been following tube channel will have seen a lot of um you're looking at a core pledge of 100 euro which does not work out of that um they were talk based game giving it's not what it was um now dungeon callers are just stay um i can understand why they were direction this is not side of the game that i'm more game later but this game looked really really pretty i love the lore behind it kind of there's a fog that kind of comes and envelops the planet evil things come out of this fog messes with magic it, it's it's kind of it feels like its own thing rather than everybody trying to rip off lord of tales um we do have add-ons that are coming already and unlocks that are having already um Thomas belly like they put a lot of um, yeah that they uh, seem to be one I, of these companies that have very very like proving that there's a reason to be seems so i'm i'm gonna say one one thing about this mm-hmm. uh some of the stuff i'm looking at i feel like i'm looking at another kickstarter that has ha, that has already shipped and delivered and is sitting on my shelf yep so um now that's not to say that corvus belly you know like we'll just do this and we'll call it good and we're talking I, about a gu- dungeon crawler uh, i'm curious there's no what game uh massive dark okay now that being said though i mean we are talking a dungeon crawler how much different can company a make their dungeon crawler look different from company well it's pl- people you're, you're you're not wrong so you know i'm sure you know based off my comments i was like well massive darkness 2 looks like this yeah and someone else would be like well that looks like this and you're going to go back until you ultimately find the very first dungeon crawler game and then everyone's going to be like well i guess this is kind of the reason why we have all this. also so and I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to spell it. I, I, I don't. I don't not, have a horse. I don't have a horse. In, uh, but everything's been done. Yeah. Even my secret project is being inspired. Like, yeah. There's nothing that hasn't been done. Right. And and, I, and I'm not knocking Corvus Belly. I'm no, just I know. saying like I know. I'm, I look I'm at this and I'm like, context. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, the miniatures look great. I mean, yeah. the the miniatures are different. That's you know, and let's be looking at looking at this you know it is a it, it is a completely different story look from yes. most of the stuff for uh md2 yeah um md2 unfortunately had a ridiculous amount of stuff that it's literally taking up an entire shelf on its own on my shelf yeah yeah so um this has been out there everybody's been talking about this uh corvus belly mark um 
look, if you're into Infinity, if you want something else to look at, um, I am backing this at the moment, but I'm probably going not have it ultimately uh why well, can't be buying money python <laughs> i'm really really interested in war crow but i'm all a board game i really really love the look of this um and i'm probably back uh, and i'm only saying that for contact because like i said i'm not because i have a horse uh, moving on a company called never heard of them. they have this thing whether they're regularly where they release like a new version of something and then they'll like make it stupidly ridiculous and then make the old and have it and they do it that way so plain um which is what's happened um i'm saying this because one of our colleagues basically had it yesterday or the day before. a couple of days ago yeah yeah um and you know what i actually really like i'm not buying it i really like the look of this tank um i also i don't have i have a problem with the power creep i don't stuff i also but at the same time i'm gonna twine but i'm gonna yeah. buy it and if people have the old one and don't want the new one matter i mean yes you force people to buy everything people uh, are starting to turn it so, so i will say this though um, when this re- was released, though, I did see a conversion for this one that I loved. It was the Ferris Manisk variant. Oh, yes. Where, where the top's been taken off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoever on the internet came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. It well was done. Brilliant. Um, I think they've really, like, I think it was only two or three months ago where I was saying that when they do, God, they don't really need wrong. Um, I think this is genuinely a product wrong. I mean, this is genuine. So it I, feels I, like it fit. It um, does. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue real quick. Layman Russ has been around for a while. Not and, as long as the Chimera. Well, but Layman Layman Russ has been around for a while. Yeah. And we you know, this is pretty rudimentary tech. We're not talking like, you know, ceramite power armor. What is I was all blurry there. <laughs> um I, I, I think if if Games Workshop is gonna do this, I think they should, for the sake of the line, retire a tank. Right? Like, you know, we had, you know, the United States, we had the Sheridan tank for the longest time. The yep. Sheridan was great. The Sheridan got retired. Then we got the Abrams. At some point, the Abrams is going to get retired and something else is going to do the same thing, Games Workshop. Retire the Layman Russ. Now we have the Rogel Dorn. You know, it's... It's what know, they should have done with Primaris. They, should, they shouldn't have made a line. They should... Yeah. And yes, do people have old stuff? Yeah, play force it doesn't make buy them. They buy them because they're pretty or they don't yeah. because they don't like them. Um I I I'm in two minds because you are right, tiring enough. But rather than introduce the Rogel Dawn, don't buy this place as I mean it's slightly smaller than Lemon Rust. Well fine. So so, 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 you so here's my argument. Kit. Yeah, here here's my argument with that, right? If you're you know just gonna release it under the rules replacement, you're gonna find the, the power gamer go out and just get the Lemon Rust one because mm. they're smaller and they're easier to hide on the battle. So you're modeling for advantage. Leave the Lemon Rust in the rules. The it's no, this is bigger than the Lemon Rust. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's big. Oh okay. It's it's it, it's it's a size in between uh, the Lemon Russ and a uh, uh, Bane Blade, I think. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. I'm thinking of the Bane Blade. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So so if you were to just you know speaking across of, the board, the yeah. Bane Blade, given how old it is, is still really pretty. It holds up really well. Yeah. So, but 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 it, like leave the Lemon Russ in the rules. Stop making the model. Just leave it in the rule. Whatever. That's fine. Replace it with the Rogel Dorn. That way, there's no modeling for advantage. The Rogaldorn is a more powerful tank than the Lemon Rust. If you just were to replace it, as you suggested, then you'd have people just running every single Lemon Rust they could get their hands on under these new stats, modeling for advantage because of some. That's fair. I mean, people people that have the original Rhino do that day. anyway. It is a problem. Uh, moving on. There is a new Warcry box set coming out um, because it's a new day. Um, but as much as I make that joke, I as much as I make that joke, I really love these chameleons. Are awesome. They are so pretty. Yeah, they do look quite good. Um, disappointing thing is I 
Oh, I, I love the Pteranodons as well. Really have much to say about these other guys. Kind of really boring. Um, I don't know if they're doing you. I feel like these are sculpt. These um, are really dull. I really like one half of this box. I don't know. It's just not doing it. Uh, the terrain is just extension stuff that we already have. Add to you. Sorry. Sorry. I, I pulled the headphones off real quick. What's not doing it for you? Uh, so I really like the Skinks. I really like the Pteranodons. I don't like these other Jade Masters. I was going to say, I like really these guys more than the Skinks. Okay. It's just me then. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one Jade dude with the big obelisk behind his head and like the, the plate on his chest yep. with like the universe in it. That looks amazing. Now, the Skinks still look good, but these guys, they do it more. Okay. Yep. No, that's, that's fine. That's, this so. is the reason I was asking. Is I, wasn't, you know, yeah. I, lo- I do like the fact that one of these guys seems to have a chisel and a hammer as his weapon. That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, this, I don't know what to call this flying tail that doesn't seem to have a head. Oh no, it does have it. Um, I, I do like that. The flying zinch monster. Really close. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so there we go. That is the box set. The ter- look, the terrain is pretty. The Warcry terrain. Um, that is coming. I don't believe we have a date for this yet, but it's sundered fate. You like tact. <laughs> All right, moving on. War Cradle. Yeah. So we got some releases coming from November, uh, and this stuff is largely concentrating on expanding the box sets that are pre. So we have Beyond Sturginium Skies, uh, which is expanding both forces. Uh, you've got little um, sea platforms, which I really love, uh, and then otherwise it's just expanding on both sides coming in that box. Are, you're not going to gush over these Colossuses? Oh, I love the Colossus. Oh my god, those are amazing. Yeah, and look, they're even bigger. They are amazing. Like, I'm, I'm, there's a lot on this page trying to talk about. Uh, the smaller ships I really like as well. The, the, the Athelst class ships are really pretty. Um, but if we can down, we also have Beyond the Hunt for Prometheus, the other box, which also has giant colossus and giant sea monster things jumping out of it. Uh, the assault machines. I love these. These are amazing. I do find it weird that, because they're solid plastic, but at the same time, there's this weird light on them that makes it out. I don't quite know how they've done that. I like the shiny. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a um, uh, in an, uh, a direct instead of a reflected light. Hitting. Uh, I do quite like the Vitruvian Colossus, but I think I prefer the other Colossi over these ones. Not that I'm saying that these are bad. I Aesthetically, I prefer the other one. Yeah, the other ones definitely look better. Um, I'd say the Assault Machine followed by the first Colossus and the second Colossus for like shock and all that. Yeah. Um, continuing down, because again, there's a lot on this page. Uh, actually, before I platforms themselves here, what um, change, uh, fairly standard build, but I don't make sense. It's not a lot of piece thing. Um, and it looks like there's interchangeable pieces so that somewhat mod word by all of you could go crazy. Kind of like, yeah. um, we also have the Tector, one of the other forces that's coming out. Uh, so the Protector submarines are brilliant. If you look close. Uh, but also, if you look closely, that's a submarine with a flight. Yep. I love that. It's not the last of a submarine. Continuing to go down, I really like these Canadian. Uh, the, the Canadian ship really stand out. They're very nice. Oh, yeah. The Orca Hunt. I quite like that. They're Canadian, Bruce. They're very nice. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then the other one is the Mexico Battlefleet set. I think I have a brand new fave easily. Um, so remember what I was saying earlier about flight decks? Whoo, have a look at the Rowanki class. This literally has a lift, lifting platform lift up the ship multi. So it kind of takes your, uh, the steamboat has, are they steamboats wheels? Yeah. Yep, okay. I was doubting. Uh, and it's just kind of taken them in a completely different direction. I really love this. It just... Feels so good. What, what feels... I like are the uh, the uh, the RC fifty two Patriot uh, Automata. Is that the little? Yes, it's the little. It is the little flying thing. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I can't disagree cute. with you on that. They're cute. Yeah, I love those. I'm definitely <laughs> with you on that. I think I want the mix. I think I want the mix. Just being completely honest. That's so. Um, and then finally, I think this is the last one. We have the Retard, which is very, very, very different from anything else that we've seen. Uh, it feels very dwarven. I know it's not just what it, giant faces with cannon. The portal ship is um very interesting. Yes. Um, where it's two ships together. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very, very, very different. Uh, and otherwise, the only other thing is that there's a book coming out for Wild West Exodus, which is the first book we've had for Wild West Exodus in a while. So this is actually a novel. Um, there's a little bit of a description here about what the game, sorry, what the book is about. So if you want to pause the video and read the blurb, you're more than welcome to. But move on. To a free league? Free league. So free league, for those who are not aware, are the people that release the alien role-playing game. Okay, they do have other that amazing. This is coming to Kickstarter on Tuesday. Um, They are doing a miniatures for their zone role-playing. So the Mutant Year Zero universe has been around in role-play form for a while. Uh, I have not played it. I have heard nothing but good things about it. And that's not Howard the Duck. No, no, it's definitely not Howard. Because look, it's got black feathers. It's Howard the Daffy Duck. It's also definitely not the fantastic Mr. Fox with a gun. Um, so a lot of this stuff is stuff that's very in line. Stand. There's also a video that we're going to play at the moment that shows off a few things. Boars, duck creatures, uh, mutant humans. It's all kind of very, very weird and wonderful. I think my favorite is what looks like a robot cult. I don't know why. But I really like the robot cult. Um, I look forward to seeing, because the campaign isn't live, all we get at this stage. But I kind of really like what the direction. It looks like we've actually got terrain designed for the game. Or at least stuff terrain that has stuff bolted onto it. It looks like it belongs in the game. Um, I, of what I'm calling the robot. That may not be a robot cult, but it's what they look like. Any opinions, George? Um, cool idea. Interesting. Um, it's not, it's not speed. It's all right. I'm curious. So. I think you might like this next. Uh, yeah, I already looked at that and that's what the, the look of shock and arms was. <laughs> I I think it was a good year and a half ago now we covered these guys pre-pain whole heap of shit play inside of. they have a new one and it's i mean this mass uh these things are also modulate them so you can kind of put them together to be your own as well uh but build them with multiple decks down into the ships different types of ship this particular campaign for the beowulf uh but there is other shit well really really love this i love that it's actually a ship that is also a gaming table you couldn't play a i mean you might be able to play a small dog. um i really i could i could really see like you this. could do like a, a kill team side of yeah um there is other things in the campaign that's been unlocked previously i really like the blue ship there in the middle of the picture when you get to the star holder pledge uh the chimera is kind of that that's very um fifth element to me there's lots really really fun i just love this idea because it's so unique yeah i was gonna say it looks very fifth element uh very uh reboot Battlestar galactica ish yeah i can see that uh the beta centuri um as you're going through you will see most of these are optimized for if there are some that are for resin printers as well um this is something that you would have to 3d print so that it restricts some of you Unless you have access, you don't necessarily need to have a pretty own, but you need to have some. So the thing I really like is they're actually showing the rescaling, what that's actually going. Um, yeah, I this is this is a really cool, really cool thing. Yep, there is a video that you can skip through with that I'm kind of now. But yeah, they talk a little bit of how how it was designed and how big it is. Yep, it's all very Flames of War is a game that we don't talk about very much, but I thought it was time to actually have a look at some releases because, well, it's a very popular. I was going to say, it's. I, I'm not a big fan of it just because I'm not I'm not a huge historical, you know, gamer. No, no, but it, from, from what I've seen of it, it is a good game. Um, the other game the company makes, I was very interested in because it's more 
my era, you know, Team Yankee. Oh, yes. With, so, um, but so anyways, yes. We've got a couple of new armored troops coming out. So this is a 15 mil game, for those that are not aware. They are slightly small. Um, 15 mil is quite a scale. So the Comet Armored Troops, five glorious for the British Legion. We also have the Challenger Troop. I think I prefer the person, but sorry. Um, the Jeep, I want to say the Jeep Recce. It's an SAS section, Reese? anyway. Reese? Reese. And the Beaufort. Uh, the Beauforts don't really do it. But like, as I said, this is a what thing. Rivet's typical joke that everybody always... Um, there's some really pretty looking stuff. Um, Place of War is made by Battlefront, Elon Company. Um, to my knowledge, the only real miniature gaming company. I mean, Battle Key, where you make a rain game. Um, yeah. I really like what they're doing. Um, there's also previews here for other stuff today. But Flames of War, if you're into historical stuff, is definitely one looking at. It's got a very good following. Uh, pretty much globally. I was hoping to get some words on our actual historical gamer fan here. But we won't be doing that because he's lazy and he goes on holiday. He's a slacker. How dare people take time off from the pod? Clearly, the- it's just slack. You wouldn't catch me doing it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to move on to this next one right yep. now. Right now. And is it because there's a Ghostbusters farmhouse, a firehouse rather? No, no. It is the second one, the Sundown Drive-In Cinema. Ah, yes. Do you know why? Because it incorporates a tablet into it. And you could have a horror movie playing on said tablet while you're playing this horror game. Yeah, I love this so much. <laughs> um, don't know if this actually tells you what size the tablet. Yes, it does. So it needs to be an eight and a half uh, tablet, which is a, I'm pretty sure that's the size of mine. I, I need to buy this apparently. Eight and a half inch tablet. It's a, stand- it's a, one. It's a standard tablet tablet size. Well, mine's not. Mine's standard too, but it's bigger than. Oh, okay. I love down the bottom. It says that the iPad is. <laughs> uh, on top of that, it's also a really pretty looking set. Yeah, it's I mean, really nice. It's kind of modular in the way that they've designed it, sort of. I mean, modular is probably right. you can kind of this together. It's either all together with the sign off to the side, or you could have this underground, not underground, this cover further forward. It just depends on how. You, uh, and as all of their stuff, you can break it open and play on the inside. I really like this, but I'm a Ghostbusters fan. I need to talk about Fine. because goes by. Did I mean? Um. I really, really love this. Uh, this is a piece of terrain that we have seen done by somebody else before, but I think this is the best version of it that I've seen, and I mean in a by a large margin. Uh, the previous one was kind of designed as like a puzzle that went together that we kind of went well because it was about the right size for a 28 yeah. mil war game, but this is actually playable on the inside. And I'm sorry, don't look back really work for Ghost well. Yeah, I mean... Except they have to be in comp. Well, just, you're running what? from the killer all the time. You can't really... The, the rules don't really work. I mean, I understand they have a game that goes with this, but... Oh, it doesn't have God. to be for Don't, don't Look Back. Be, be well, no, well, no, no, I'm saying they have a game. You know, they, they design their stuff to work with this game. But this terrain they're doing is just so amazing. Yeah. I mean, we got the Metro Light Bundle. We have that mall now. There's apparently some other Target Compound thing that's massive. Oh, yeah, that you Target know. Compound came out. The, the week after when I was away and I love that it's really really pretty I mean this stuff comes painted yep it's just you, the price you pay for the size this is for the amount you get now this is not like an open field terrain set for you know 40 it is not that kind of terrain this is you know 
a kill team. This is uh, an infinity. This is, you know, that skirmish type terrain where, you know, you need to interact with it. You need to go up to the third floor. Yep. You know, you, this works. Killing it. This works either really well for a role-playing game or a war game that actually does have some decent in. There are a few, but there's not a lot. Most of only treat terrain and stuff around. It's, um, it's because Drop Squad Commander hasn't come out yet. Yes, exactly. Uh, Louis, we want some news on Drop Squad. Who would like that on my desk by Monday? No? Um, does, does he listen like Louis did? does did i have heard from things that he knows that we've said so i don't know if he <laughs> listens all the time but i know that he does occasionally um last but not least we have the keep which is really 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 creepy look now i know that this is supposed to be from a movie i don't actually know yeah um i recognize the building but i don't know what building it is it looks so familiar um now i apologize for that because that's a failing on my part because i know that i can see this and i know that i should know what this is for some yeah, reason I'm, it just no, doesn't I'm, click drop it in the comments tell us what yeah, it is make us I, feel dumb i really really love it. again it all breaks apart in a modular way uh not modular it all breaks apart in a way that makes it playable on the inside it's really really pretty they are absolutely every and every time it's like well last this was my favorite. i think the mall in the end is uh, it's for me it's a toss-up between the mall and the metro station i will i that that metro station i mean that's just to me that's a great you know like you know like do a half-size game of infinity like shooting through the subway like that's like that would be perfect for that yeah and it'd be fast and to be bloody just like a fight in the subway yeah and hell want to play marvel crisis protocol they're literally playing a table yeah yeah, for sure. So. so, otherwise... Finally. Let's discuss it. No. Finally. Oh, yes, that's right. You had something that you've added that I don't have open. <laughs> My bad. But um, So, I'm going to talk positively about this, and then I'm going to talk negatively. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, Cthulhu Death May Die, Fear the Unknown. Uh, it is a new standalone. So, I have Cthulhu Death May Die, and then there's Season 2. You need the first box to use Season 2. This is a new standalone version of the game. Yep. Um, it's got a couple of extra, th extra things that are backwards compatible with the original game, which they say makes it hard. Great. Um, it's also going to have more episodes, more investigators. Uh, we're getting more Elder Gods. Um, all good stuff. Um, and we've already got two additional unlocked um, episodes for gameplay. Now, my, now here's where I'm going to step back uh, on some negative. Um, and this is I, where I'm going to sit back and revel in the fact that I'm not the one. Well, no, I'm going to say two things. Um, one of the things you can add on is the unspeakable box, which I spent a larger sum of money on than what it's being re-released for. Oh, well. Um, yeah, they're that's also, not their fault. They're, yeah, they're uh, re-releasing the really big guy. It's going to be like this like the Colossus. They've done their own separate shipping thing on to stop the sticker shock. Like with Colossus in the uh, zombie side, um, he has his own separate shipping. He's 180, and they're projecting his shipping 33 to 45 to most states for a, a miniature that's like 18 inches tall. Now, yeah, so now here's my um, where Bruce is going to sit back and sip on his beverage and be smug. You could argue this is a sequel. They've already proven that people love this game. People are still buying this game. People want more of this game. Why is this on Kickstarter? Why is this just not going straight to the retail shelf as a um, product that they're not going to charge a Kickstarter price for? They can just say, here's season three or four, or whatever they want to call it. Here's full retail price. That way they're not having to deal with Kickstarter. They're not having to deal with discounting for disc Kickstarter or dealing with shipping issues or stuff like that. Just goes on retail, sell it, done. This this should not be a Kickstarter project. This should just be something they've worked on and push into retail like any other normal company. Especially when 
these are not actually... Mm, you're, are the, you the, getting a deal? Yes. I mean, you, you are getting a lot of stuff with... Uh, there's exclusives here. Oh, no, sorry. I oh, no, Sorry, I stand correct. $30.35. Okay, nope. I stand corrected. I take that back. The, the, the stuff that is going to go to retail that is add-on is at a discounted price. All the exclusive stuff that's going to be in its new version of the Unspeakable box that you get as part of the Kickstarter. So the Unspeakable box was, you got that as part of the, being the back. Now you pay, you know, 124 because it's old stuff or you pay more for that because... So you do get that. So you're getting like an essential like expansion for the game call it 70 bucks you're getting that for free as being so you are getting a a deal ish you're getting that exclusive content you're getting that at a slightly discount price and stuff like that all of this should just go retail shelf this should be season three the other box should be called season four done i definitely agree exactly been my point forever but i'm so excited for this to be coming because i love this game sam and i are actually in the middle of a game we have just interrupted the ritual to summon the black goat of the forest and we're starting to kill him so yeah look this this is the product that like like you said it's been very very popular it's been very very successful um like simon have certainly taken a hit recently with prices of shipping which is outside of their control sorry i know that's not a popular opinion but in fact uh from everything mm-hmm. that i've heard from the industry, and I'm in the shipping industry, um, it's unlikely that ever be go back to the world. Uh, no. That is what I've heard from the shipping industry, that it's unlikely that it will ever go back. Um, certainly not a cheap place that it was. Time, COVID just mm-hmm. gave. Um, there is zero talk of post ever going back to what it's... Sorry. Don't. Yeah. The way it is. No, um, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, when, when it comes to it, I'm, I'm going to all in this probably just because like I said, I do love this game. This was my number one pick a favorite game. When we, we did our top tens, uh, it isn't have to going to have to take a, a really awesome game in my opinion to knock it down. Um, it's easy to pick up. It's easy to play. It's fun to play. Um, like I said, my 15 year old, you know, you know, with autism son loves this game. He yep. thinks it's great. Which is good. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a win any day. Now, if I could just get Casey to play it too. <laughs> All right. Shall we discuss it? Indeed. Yeah, we'll Definition. Discuss. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. All right. So we are talking about a company called Morton today. Morton. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the, uh, these guys sell a number of different things. I want to start by looking at because really, really pretty. And I want to start by looking at vehicle with legs. Tank with legs, I shouldn't need to give any other extra. Um, they've got medium, heavy, and super heavy. I'm just going to start with the medium because there's obviously... I could see stuff for ages. We've got a transport. We've got another one that has a fixed um, uh, a fixed turret. We've got another one that's got a rotating turret. Like These guys have been going absolutely not yeah and i haven't even gotten else yet i'm only looking at a vehicle um, i'm currently on screen showing rotate chassis um this actually feels like it's some could work okay eh? like the legs look like they belong on an imperial knight now obviously it doesn't but it's a really nice alternative i really i was gonna say really it, like it. it looks very reminiscent of uh the six leg walker from uh the clone Wars. yeah yep uh the transport's really pretty too i really like the transport and I like the fact that they're showing it in scale with stuff that they've made, as long as um, I really, really, really like uh, If I back the heavy, here you have the heavy crawler, which is kind of, kind of looks like a Land Raider-ish. It's not, it kind of feels like an opening door at the front. Like, oh, and um, with the uh, artillery upgrade, it can have wheels too. Yes, there is also wheeled Okay, I'm just I'm I'm just going straight to the the, the super heavy. Yeah, that, that is old. And it's just the one. It's just the motion super heavy. This 
is the one that stands out to me as some oh, which definitely hasn't been paint k def not with all of the skull this is really pretty i really like uh this. i i need a mini for scale on this no i don't that provide yeah that's uh, that's why i was commenting one um this looks really cool i could rough dimensions are uh it's a foot square and four inches tall this thing's huge four inches that's not very tall it's a foot square to make it eight inches tall all right moving on moving back i want to have a look at track there's also some stuff with wheels i'm just kind of because there's a lot on this website um and let's just go i'm gonna go for track line and for the morton track hunter sorry tankers again this really pretty really pretty again feels like long straight in here uh so this thing is three inches tall uh it's six and a 6.2 inches long, three and a half inches wide, so it's lemon russish. Bigger, about uh, twice as long as a lemon rus. Same width ish. So this is about the same size as the new tank. Probably, yeah. This is older. They did it first. Yeah. Um, this stuff is all really, really. Um, they've done really. <laughs> Really, really well. Here. But I'm going to move on from the vehicles and start looking at some other. If you go back to the front of the shop, George, and open up Cyber yeah. Rats. Oh, okay. Here we go. Cyber Rat. Not Future Skaven. Definitely not Future Skaven. Um, you could argue that this has also been done because, well, Mantic have a whole line. Of if you look into the Hunter line, we have futuristic looking um death wheels or doom wheels sorry uh and i prefer these ones over the mantic ones a little uh, bit which is i'm not looking at the hunt cyber rat hunter big where it's like it's not circular yep and that looks really good yeah i really like that as well um i like the fact that one of them has a sniper even though like bar rights no sense that a sniper would ever be uh but it's just uh we also have mega rats and this is going to be giant uh there is literally a mega rat then you have gunners and a character that rides on the top of it so i guess this is an alternate for you can't say it's thankers or thank one on bone ripper because well completely the wrong scale uh, well, i scale. know those it's, names it's the giant rat that has a wizard writing. Well, I know those names. I'm listening uh, Listening to Skaven. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, in fact, where is... I have thankful some. I must have put him on the... Um, these guys do some really, really pretty looking stuff. Um, I'd also opened up, like, the drop troopers. They have a whole line of terrain as well, but I'm not going to be going through that. Um, so your drop troopers are essentially... Um, it's it's your cavalry pretty much you've got heavy weapons teams down here uh you've got a walk walking heavy weapon which is literally a giant turret with legs it's like an sts it's like an atst but there's no body it's just a big gun um i'm sure he's setting for anything um it's so silly walking heavy weapon up the top on it's the silliest looking thing i've ever seen but I mean very positive manner. It's just so dumb. And I, I have okay. all of the time. Which one uh, in the drop trooper? Walking heavy weapon. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's so silly. It's just so stupid. And I love it. Do, this is... do you know what this looks like? Well, I did make this comment. looks. Like... I did make a comment about how I'm sure he's not compensating. No, 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 no. Uh, what's the name of the little bouncing light from uh, the Pixar logo? I don't know, but the, I know what you're talking but, about. You know, he, he, he's, he squishes the eye, right? This, yeah. this looks like him after he got drafted. <laughs> okay, yep, I can see that. So there we go. That's Mortian, uh, M-O-R-T-I-A-N dot shop. Uh, came across this randomly last night while I was looking through stuff. Um, there's some really, there's a lot of stuff on this website I haven't looked at. So if you like any of this, if you're looking for alternatives, 40K or other stuff, but it's a lot of it's kind of leaning in that direction. They do sell yeah, SCL for a whole heap of stuff as well. So what, what, what I like about the stuff is price. Oh yeah, it's all, it's all very 
with, with the exception of that 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 super heavy which was mass everything else is pretty reasonably priced for what i yep because like i'm gonna run back to the vehicles real quick we'll go to the no oh too far i'm going too fast i click too much um, i'm just gonna look here at the heavy crawler again ah yep yeah the heavy crawler is 55 bucks yeah like, which is just insane that's not like the super heavy okay that one's like 207 but yeah the rest of yeah it's all pretty reasonably priced stuff so i like it yeah yeah i'm a fan as well Dream, blue, prime, paint. So, George, you said you had quite a bit of hobby to talk about. Well, not quite a bit, but I I did some stuff, and I discovered I have a cool new way to show it off. Are you ready? Yep, you're upside down. I, I can't do anything about that. All right, I guess so, I'll forgive you. Well, the new... Oh, there, oh, we, there go. we go, it's fixed. Uh, I finally, uh, I've settled on a color for my... Uh, Shaltari, if I can like move in the direction I need. To. So this is one of the the Vallejo shifters. It's the uh, blue purple shift. I cannot get the blue shift to show up under my light right now. I can say I, I can say it a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I use the all clad two uh, lacquer, which was um, you need to be really careful with that stuff. You will ruin a paintbrush with that in a heart. Um, it took me, I'm not exaggerating, three days to fix the uh, air valve from sticking. Oh, right, doesn't stick now though. So, um, but. It is an extremely glossy paint, which that's what the shift colors want. Yep. And so it's turned out quite well. Uh, the other one, I just sprayed this up today. This is a Turbo Dorks color. It is called uh, Super Massive. They claim it is the darkest color shift on the market. Very so it goes. I don't know if it is it actually the dark. Very pretty. Well, it goes from black to dark red. And on the very edges, it's, on some edges, you can see um, a slight yellow. Yeah. So, uh, again, I think I found the, the ultimate perfect color for my uh, Fire Slayer magnet. Well, it's only taking years to decide. Right. Well, initially, no, long, I was doing longer my, than that. I initially went, the, went with the gold yellow and thought, yeah, that's good, you know, from um, Green Stuff World. But then I was looking through and I was like, ooh, this, this could look good. And it does. It, does, it looks very good. So... Um, now that being said, um, I, uh, as cool as that, uh, all clad two is, um, I, I've got some, uh, Vallejo, um, uh, gloss, uh, primer coming for airbrush. Yep. Because yeah. I don't feel like cleaning my airbrush like I did this last time. Vallejo, the, the Vallejo gloss is what I, it shows up quite well. So, so worst um, case scenario, if you found that that's not glossy enough, I mean, I found it, I, I found it worked really well, but here, if you so, found it wasn't enough. There's nothing that says that you couldn't go and get a super glossy varnish to go after. That's how glossy the All Clad 2 is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get much glossy. No. So, but it is a lacquer, not a um, acrylic, so... Uh, Which is why... You I have to be... Why. Well, as long as you're uh, quite particular about cleaning immediately after you use it, it's fine. If you wait three minutes, you're... And you spend three days cleaning your... Airbag. Sounds like a uh, really good. But that being said, though, um, I'm probably going to uh, next year be upgrading my airbrush because I found a Grex kit uh, with the airbrush I want. It's a trigger pull with a side siphon, which I like a lot better because then you can change the angle of it so you can spray straight down a lot easier without spilling your paint. Um, I found that kit for a mere 438 with the compressor. The only thing I'll say with the side is that that's how I started in airbrushing was one with the side is cleaning those valves real paint. I, I found that, that the one that I had blocked. So, so, so it's 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 a it's a pistol grip, and it goes right to the side. So it pulls back here, and it just pulls the needle back like a, the top feeder, but it's here on the side, and it just goes in and blows out. So, um, that's what I learned on too, and it's super easy to clean in my opinion. Cool. A lot easier to clean than what I've got right now. So, um, but the compressor on that works so much better, um, so it doesn't have to have a reservoir, and it runs so much quieter that I could actually have a conversation while it's running. Which is so, um. Currently in the middle of a, a Death May Die game with Sam. Um, nice. Um, oh, where did I set it? Set it out there. 
Um, the Scooby Doo game that I backed uh, that I got a while ago. Uh, he and I played that last week. This it is, is the one where phenomenal. one of them was Scooby Doo and one of them Chin. Yes. You still yeah. haven't filmed the unboxing. Uh, I, I yeah, I have. I I just haven't gotten it uh, edited up. I'll do that. But we got games of it in last weekend, and oh my god, is it a good game? Good. So. Uh, is it Seamon? Yes, it's yeah, Seamon so. in conjunction with um, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. There's another company involved too. Could, they they all come pre-painted. Um, but as far as a family game goes, this is so good. Um, it was the and, Looney Tunes one that jumped out of. Just be, uh, yeah. From what I understand, it's the same game. It's just one is Scooby Doo and the other one is Looney Tunes. No, it was uh, Looney Tunes and Teen Titans that were the same style, uh, different IP. Yep. Scooby Doo game completely its own unique thing. Okay. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, we, we sat down and started going through Nemesis lockdown and after about 20 minutes of setup, Sam's like, I don't think I'm going to like this right now. Can we do something else? And I said, sure. Yep. If you're not going to enjoy this. Nemesis let's... is, as we found out while we were very like it's, it's a game that you have to sit down. If you know what you're doing, it's going to take you two hours. Yeah. Otherwise so. it takes a long time. Like it took us probably five to set up before. And you knew what you were doing. You weren't having true. Yeah. So, Bruce, what have you been doing? Well, as hinted at earlier, I turned 40 last fortnight, so that's why I wasn't here. It's the first time I've deliberately taken time off from the podcast since we started. Um, I have really been here. Like, the only episodes I made were the one where Audio I slept only. through, because I was... There was one that I was only... Where I slept through, because I was ill. Um, there was another Oh, the one. interview, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We did the interview, and you slept through, and we just did audio-only version. Yeah. But yeah, um... So that was like the... Literally, this sounds like I'm big... Like it's it's literally the only thing that I've... Missed. Yeah. And I gave you guys, what, like a month out there. I'm, I'm not going to be... And I just, I just well, put my foot down and said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be ha- here. Having, having turned 40 once in my life already, I totally get that. It, it, it is a milestone of like, life sucks now. I sleep wrong and I hurt the next day, or... I, I am so sore, but it has nothing to do with that at all. Anybody that did come across me at PAX will already know where I'm going with this. So on my second day of annual leave, I had an argument with some stairs. And I sprained my knee. And I've been they, struggling to walk ever since. Spoiler alert, the stairs won. Yeah, they did. I missed the bottom stair, and when I landed, my knee went sideways. So I've done so, my so, MCL, the so inside. If this is your knee working like this, you went like this? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's not the first time I've done it, yep. but it's yeah, taken that's... me a lot longer to get, get over. So you know I spent why? three days on my feet, barely walking with a walking stick, uh, which is why the footage that we have of PAX Australia was fairly limited because i just and i i did say this in the video that i i I didn't get a single full day normally with packs i'm there for the whole time start to finish except for maybe the last day where i'm kind of like i miss a few hours yeah i barely saw any i really had to focus because i just couldn't i was too slow so do you know everybody that almost bowled me over by, by not looking by the way i really appreciate the fact that you hurt me so many times Thank you very much. Do, do you know why it's taking you longer to recover? Um, sl- You're some, getting old. Some of it is because I'm a diabetic, and that is actually the way that it works. Um, some of it is because I'm patient, and I went back to work earlier than I should have, and I work mm. in a very physical work. Um, I've, I, I haven't. I took one extra day off after my leave, and then I guilted myself into going back, and I've regretted. I'm two weeks. It will not be in work tomorrow because I time. Yep. Public holiday on Tuesday. My intention. So we'll see. Hobby wise, honestly, I haven't had a lot of. Well, I I have had chance to, but because of I put my concentration into my fortieth birthday. I mean, I didn't get drunk. I certainly got tipsy and I enjoyed myself, but I'm not really someone to get drunk anymore. Um, problem with those that do. 
it's just not if i get to a point where i go to get drunk drunk that's where i stop having fun i, I just get to the point where i'm merry and then i kind of just yeah I, yeah, I stay sure, on so. that edge. That's the way I... Uh, I was in a lot of pain that day because, again, I had done my awesome. Really happy about that. Um, and, that and that was just, like, right after your whole debacle with your uh, license, with your uh, driving and stuff, too. So. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's it's even better. It's at the location where I was getting it fixed. It was their staircase. This is why I was so happy about it. All right. Should we uh, move on to some, some game talk, then, since your, uh, your hobby time has been uh, turning 40? Yeah, no, look, I haven't, as much as I probably would have had time to get a hobby done because of the frustration that I just haven't, I haven't, I did go to a gaming thing, not this week, but last, but I kind of just what else hobbled home because I just basically yeah. been kind of forcing myself to go to things. I didn't go this week for a couple of reasons. I had bike problems, uh, but also mentally, like pain wise, I've been dealing, but mentally I've really been struggling. I've had to concentrate so hard on making sure I don't, yeah. that I just don't have, so. yeah. I just haven't. Next weekend, I am playing game. Talk nerdy to me. All right. So I've set up a discussion point. This was going to be one of a couple of things. Um, the One of the original ones was like thought that we'd like or thought that I, we'd I was, like, but we did. But um, I, I kind of I, thought I, I, I'd save that one. Okay. I was like, I was all prepared to talk about that. And then I was reading. I'm like, Shane, that's not a game. That's... <laughs> That's how game manufacturers assault me and my wallet. <laughs> well, this is the th- shiny syndrome is something that a lot of people talk about with ever without extra explaining, uh, which I think to people that are new to the hobby, even though I can guarantee all of you know what I'm talking about because it's walking into the shop and seeing something you shouldn't buy, but you buy it anyway, and I need to have it. It is literally how Games Workshop keep their customers. Yep, shiny, shiny. Um, I would also argue that it's not necessarily always a bad thing i mean it's certainly a bad thing for certain people uh it has been a bad um i would argue that last year I've, yeah. um, um, I've spoken. It, but- I, I think it's a both a good thing and a bad thing both um so so i'm gonna point a finger here uh someone named jason james grubb <laughs> um, introduced me to, i was waiting uh, for this you know s- some board game manufacturer uh and one of them was on kickstarter uh i believe the a game was called ong and i was just like oh hey this is something you whole. can't blame me for- yes put it on the run no i didn't you did after no, i, I- no, you put it on the run sheet after I had the rant about how tired I was on. The- okay, it was still your fault because you. you <laughs> I did not know about them nice until you try, did that. Nice try though. You you had me so- right up until you said it was Unk because no, that was you. You put that. Okay, on. okay. So so well, you introduced me to that game company, so it's still your fault. And so you know, I discovered Unk, and then like I discovered uh, Cthulhu Death May Die, and yep. you're so welcome. I mean, yes, so. That is that is the epitome of shiny object. Uh, I, I now have, you know, in my opinion, like my all-time favorite board game. Um, I'm really hoping MD2 um, comes close to that. I've I've not gotten a game in yet. I'm I actually just ordered a table for my space in here that folds so that I can have a proper 59 by 36 gaming table that will fold down to be like literally this wide and then um, 35 long. Not so like that can really tuck it, but it's like. A full-on, like almost war war game table size, but it can fold up and go in the corner. So once I get that, I'll be able to start doing like a little more like solo stuff, like you know, set up the game, leave it for a day, come back to it, you know, keep playing, you know, start getting into some of these you know cooperative games that I've done. Sit down and maybe learn how to play Nemesis better, you know, you know, which another shiny object thing. Like this one game of the year. Here's its sequel. Okay, cool. I'll get both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could make a suggestion, maybe try yeah. starting. Okay. Just well, because, I, I, I mean, I know that lockdown is its own thing, but Nemesis is designed to pro, so it might start. That's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. 
Yeah. Um, for me, it's kind of like the, the positive side of it is very much the same thing. Like, if it wasn't for that, I would never have decided. I would never have found. Like, I literally found mm-hmm. that look. And yeah. I had boxes of it coming. Less, yeah. uh, now, that's not necessarily the smartest way. But I then discovered favorite game. At this point, I don't even remember what it was in my list. It was in my top 10. I think it was top five from memory. Um, I'm thinking for a follow-up next year, we do our least game. Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump on that just because if I don't like it, I don't touch. It. Well, that's um, so. No, I, I, I say like you know, if, if we were to do another favorites list, I'd say like what has changed position, and if it's already on the list and we've already talked about it, we don't talk about it to, to the same end. You know, like so if Sox is like no, it's still well, we Twilight just, Imperium. We could do favorite. Um, yeah, that something like that. Um, so don't look back was number four on your uh, top ten. Aha, uh-huh. um, it's called searching. Well, yes. Um. So yeah, the, I mean the, the positive thing is if if you weren't tempted to try a new thing, mm-hmm. try new, and that's not a. Uh, you would always have the same meat and three veg. Always have same. Never uh, friend that is a fairly miserable life. And as yeah. much as like there are people in our lives that will turn around and judge us for the fact of hobby. Uh, and I know it's a very damaging... I- I'm going to point my finger at you guys and girls for that matter. Those of you that are out there that talk down about your partner every time you buy something new, that is your fault, not theirs, not having the conversation. Is it necessarily a good thing or a bad thing? No, but A, you should never have to explain why you... Or B... Yeah. If you don't have the funds for it, spend or see, maybe try talk to us, help them understand why it is, and maybe help without arguing and targeting, blaming. Um, try help them understand by comparing day in. Like maybe they are someone's some, um, or they spend money getting something done that they don't really need, but they do it because it's fun or they end. There is definitely comparison. Um, products is one. I mean that's um DVD collections, Blu-rays. Hey, I want to go to the mar- uh like th- there's comparisons out there to make. Talk with people. Rather, um, because I know some people out there um trying to be funny, not very health way. That it says, the, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, they are your partner. Right? Sure. Maybe try to remember that, or maybe try to get your stuff sorted and stop venting about your frustrations in public away from them. Talk about, th- or maybe try to take an interest or like show support to it, so that you know you can monitor that a little more easily. Yeah, by being involved with it. I mean, I'm just gonna use <laughs> like Casey does not have any interest. Nope. In fact, you struggle to get Casey to play game. I know that she does play certain things. But, yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to attempt didn't... to get her to play this the Scooby-Doo game tomorrow just because, you know, it is pretty easy to pick up and it is fun. So, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it, and it comes from backgrounds too. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think the exposure beyond, um, you know, the what's in the board game aisle at Walmart and her family's favorite game called Skipbo, which I, the, the rules seem haphazard and like made up as you go versus, you know, some of the complicated stuff where there's five decks of cards that I deal with. Skipbo but, is you know, a game it, that shows. Yeah, but you know. It's, as it's opposed to Cribbage, like, which is a very old game that if any possibly better. You no. Know, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all about like, you know, where do you come from your background you know i grew up as an only child so it's like i looked for stuff to do to you know that i could do on my own because well i have you know a lot of like neighborhood friends so to speak I, some, I, I some went of us to... find this stuff later in life for yeah. similar reasons like i got in because i had friends to it uh, i kind of stumbled in some extent I, I i was not uh but i was very much fun I mean, I had, I, I made my own. Uh, yeah. I do kind of get. But it's like, you know, I, I stumbled upon a comic book store. I loved comic books because comic books. What kid doesn't know about comic books, right? And they also had this weird game called Magic the Gathering. Yeah. You know, that's where everything started. And then, you know, eventually you know, it did lead into like, I discovered wargaming, but it was like, you know, uh, I was poor and couldn't afford 
war game. And then I went to the military and then I discovered Dungeons and Dragons, which usually it's like, you know, that's one of the first things people find and get into, get into all this other stuff. I'm like, nope, nope, not for me. So yeah. Um, it, the other thing too about the shiny syndrome is the shiny syndrome is what gets people to what what, what manufacturers do to get you know that person to buy the game. Like yeah. I, I think the great great one of the greatest examples I've seen recently of shiny syndrome was Drop Zone Command with the Behemoth. No, with the starter packs back when oh yeah twenty seventeen because because that was that such game good value was literally promoted as buy this box you can play a game. Because you will have three activations. The yeah. other boxes also have three activations. All the boxes are balanced. So you and your buddy, so Games Workshop, right? Those battle boxes. They don't work. I, I'm gonna yeah. use, so the, the first Age of Sigmar one, right? The the Sigmarites always won. Or sorry, the Stormcast Eternals. Do you know why? Because their point value was about 200 more than the Chaos side. So that's frustrating. Versus the Drop Zone Commander box, and in turn the Drop Fleet Commander box. You buy that box, and that's on you of how you put it together. Beyond that, you have the same number of everything. Yep, and they even they even provide a recommendation so that it is actually yeah. balanced. And, and, so, and so that was a, a new shiny because that's how it was like, yeah, you can just you literally can just buy this box and play the game. You don't need to buy anything else yeah. to play a simple game. It's like, for 50 bucks? Really? That's cheap. Wild West Exodus does something very similar where yeah. most of their starter sets are roughly like they're not balanced, but they're close enough that they're all competitive. Sure. Um yeah. which is which is good. Uh but yeah. Games Workshop are not deliberately throwing shade. They don't do that as well and never really have. But at the same time, they've never really tried because it's not well, it's not their business. And, and, uh, and, for them it's about the collection yeah, and getting the I had a, collections. I, I had a discussion with a buddy of mine about this kind of, uh, a couple days ago of you know Games Workshop is not trying to you know they've never tried to do that and they shouldn't try to do that and this whole you know it, it goes back to the discussion we had about Voton with the whole you know they got nerfed you know before people even you know got them to their doorstep games workshop is big enough they don't need to worry about that let itc worry about balancing you know for tournament that's not what warhammer is it's not a balanced game it's a fun game drop zone drop fleet those are the closest to balanced game that you can do for tournament because they were designed that way. well infinity, infinity was designed that way. yeah malifaux was designed warhammer wasn't mm-hmm. warhammer was designed. warhammer yeah. is a game that was designed to have things thrown on the table and that, that, yeah, that for that's, sure. now, i'm not saying like doesn't make the game bad mm-hmm. yeah but the fact that there's a a large ish percentage of the community that want to do tournaments doesn't make up for the fact that most uh, of the audience isn't that I would, way inclined? I would even say large. No, it, it, I would say it's it's a large it's a large part of the scene, but it's not as big as yeah, it's it's I, like, like um toys like action figure like I'm gonna use Transformers example. It, it's what I know, and I know that we have JP as well. People like to believe that the collectors of Trans or He Man or whatever else is the thing that drives the market, but statistically, they're about five percent of the actual audience. Yeah. they are just like. Their passion is very, very good and important to drive the business, but most toy sales still remain. Uh, yeah. okay, most I, Warhammer purchases are still a lot younger. So it doesn't mean that I, we're I, not important. We are, I'm, but I'm, we I'm, are I'm, not I'm, the biggest audience. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit on this on the tournament thing before we get back to the, the shiny thing. I'm going to argue that like not even 25 percent of the community is into tournaments. I, okay. I, I think there. I, that, I think I will I, agree with you on that because there's a lot of people think, that go to tournaments because they have to, not because they enjoy it. Right. I because am one of those the, people. The, the small percentage of people that are into tournaments and want to play tournaments, they have such a loud, noisy voice of tournament this, tournament that, tournament, 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 tournament. 
that the store organizes a tournament. And in order for people to go play a game of Warhammer, they have to go play in a tournament. And that's why you see so many tournament players. I guarantee you, you know, Adepticon, Bug Eater, like the big ones like that, those are the people that want to be there. If you go to your local gaming store to a Saturday tournament to play, I would argue at least a third of the people there in that tournament would rather be playing casual games and they're only there to play games and they have to do it in the tournament because the tournament is taking over the store. So anyways, back to the shiny eyes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, the the um, reason I raise this is because I deliberately try to poke fun at you to try to get you to buy things. I've tried to do mm-hmm. it with you a few times. Um, I definitely was doing it with... Um, as soon as that back. army is, is, is on retail, I'll probably pick up a car- copy. I just I couldn't do it at the time. The fox one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that that's fun and that's banter between us as, as co-hosts. But mm-hmm. at the same time, one of the really best things about the podcast is one of the mm-hmm. worst things about this podcast is it gives me a reason to go out. Shiny Syndrome is the best and worst thing that you can have all at the same time. And that if you see something you want and you go and buy it, then you have it. Unfortunately, it leads to the other problem, Pile of Shame. I know that my Pile of Shame, uh, but we all have one. Well, do you want to co- constitute all the miniatures for the board games I've bought in as part of the uh, the pile of shame because they're miniatures that can be painted? Could be, but you don't have to paint. Depends on whether you want to paint. Because uh, that's a pretty big pile of shame I got right there. I have them too. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that was our discussion. I just thought it would be an interesting talking piece. Yeah. That people talk about shiny syndrome in a negative sense, but it's usually jokingly. And don't get me wrong, like shiny syndrome can genuinely be a problem for some people. Some genuinely have pulse control issues um i think we're okay with that i mean i'm a vulnerable you are but yeah exploring things I, and discovering new things is one of the most fun thing to do in this hobby i've said this yeah. a few times and it's i don't just say this to hate on game because it's, that's not why i say it uh, but try something outside of their wheelhouse you oh, are no, for- going to be surprised like seriously so, games workshop dro- have good games they aren't even in top 10 discussion as far as it can most of dro- their stuff outside of maybe Warcry, is very old, despite the fact that it was only come yeah. out, what, last? Ninth edition so, hasn't changed. Yeah, the last little bit I'm going to throw out before we uh, we uh, get out of here. Um, I, I think the best example of a shiny syndrome is when you can infect your little group with that shiny syndrome. So Drop Fleet Commander came out, That was right? us with Bot War. So Drop Fleet Commander came out. There was one guy in the store who initially backed it, and then another guy jumped on the backing, and then there was a third guy he backed. That was it for the back, right? It started showing up, and retail was hitting the shelves at the same time, which, you know, we had that whole discussion of, like, shouldn't have happened, but it did happen, which it wasn't was supposed okay, to happen. Which was, but was, was okay for my situation, because I didn't back it. I didn't know it existed, right? Yeah. So it went from three guys to the next thing I know, I think there was a, I think it grew to a max of 12 of them. Yeah, like, we were probably about the same. All bought Drop Fleet Command, and it was just like, this is perfect for a grow league. We're all getting into this at the same time. You know, we'll start with this, you know, and just add this month. You know, that way we're not having to drop, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of hundreds of dollars at once, which, you know, it's drop fleet. You don't have to because, you know, yeah. it's a pretty reasonable game to get into. <clears throat> but we wound up with, you know, decent armies. We all got the whole, like, you know, this is so cool. We've got battleships. Oh, and now there's three of us left. Yep. Two of the two of the original backers that, you know, backed it on Kickstarter. Um, I don't know where one guy is. The other guy moved. And he's in a very heavy Warhammer community. Like, he's into the tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and that's fine. Do, do, you know, so, I mean, you know... I, it's one of those things. I think. I think shiny is great, especially especially if you can get your group to go in with you on it, because then it's something you can all experience at the same time. So yep. um, we are going to go into 
upcoming events. But before we do, you want to follow through with this because after upcoming events, I'm going to be talking something that some of our Patreons know about and don't. All right. Uh, the Gaming Verse in Box Hill is running, well, their Kill Team League Season 5 starts this Tuesday, which is Melbourne Cup Day for those that are not aware. Yes, we get a public holiday for a stupid race with horses, but that's okay. Complain about that. Um, that's taking place at the Gaming Verse in Box Hill. It's actually a good store. I've been there a few times lately. Uh, I do recommend it. Uh, the terrain building competition for Drop Zone Commander is continuing on the Drop Zone Commander community. Uh, if you are even vague, a very good positive. Um, we have Clash of Kings 23 launch event that is taking place on the 19th of November. That's taking place at Games Portal in Ringwood, another store that I would recommend. Uh, and then otherwise, we have PAX Unplugged, December 2nd till 4th. So, George, you don't know about this. Well, you might remember when I mentioned this maybe 12 months ago. We are going to be running a competition for our patron. And it's a giveaway that will happen on our anniversary episode. So it will be recorded on Sunday, the 2nd of April. And I will be giving April, away... April 1st for the US. It's yes. An entire fleet of Shaltari Ooh. ships, including... Is that a Dreadnought on top? That is a Dreadnought on top. A starter set. Classic. And a box of frigates and a drop and a box of cruisers. Between now and that episode that releases in April. Everybody that is supporting our podcast will receive one entry into the competition for every month they have supported us between now and then. All of our current Patreon supporters, with the exclusion of one, me, because technically I am one of the first time I'm saying that. Um, no, I think, I think you've mentioned it before. Um, with the exception of me, for obvious reasons, everybody that's currently supporting us already has three entries as of right now um so if you would like to be in for a chance to win arguably arguably one of the most powerful forces in the game support us and it will be getting shipped out at some point in april you can find us on patreon patreon.com get, uh, slash getting tabled we facebook have, is www.facebook.com we have a youtube that you should be supporting us on subscribe to us at youtube.com Slash getting tabled. Uh, our videos at the moment are coming out weekly. Email where can they contact getting, us? Uh, getting tabled at uh, gmail.com. Awesome. Uh, is is where you can reach us for uh, questions, comments, concerns, things you want to know, things you want to ask, things you want us to uh, talk about, uh, things you want to uh, want us to, to want to let us know about. Good lord! I... <laughs> God. Twitter and Instagram is at getting tabled, and then our website gettingtabled.weebly.com. Uh, and then I have Twitch. I'm usually live on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have been struggling a little bit with that lately on the Thursdays front for reasons that we just spoke about. Uh, but it's usually from 7 p.m. local time. Twitch.tv slash Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mattias at soundimage.org. Get the Shalt Nanigans.